Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome to Better Relationships, Better Life, a podcast where you'll gain insights from relationship experts and entrepreneurial couples who have moved through conflict and into a better life. Crack the clarity code and create deeper connections beyond the messiness of relationships. Here's your host, Judy K. Herman. Before we begin this amazing episode, I want you to know that a lot of what we share here applies not only to couples, but also to relationships in your organization. If you're looking for a speaker for your next event, I would love to support you. Just go to judyspeaker.com. Today, we're talking with Chris and Shelley Chamberlain about how to embrace change for lasting connection. We'll take a peek into their 32 years of learning and growing throughout seasons of their marriage. Let's listen in. Welcome to Better Relationships, Better Life. My name is Judy Herman, and I have some remarkable guests that are going to be talking about transformation, and we're just going to get to know them. So we've got Chris and Shelley Chamberlain here, and they, they've been college sweethearts. I think that's a neat way to meet, and they've been married for... 32 years. Well, y'all must've gotten married when you were 12 or something. I don't know. (laughs) Pretty close. Pretty close. They are the owners uh, of operators of Chamberlain real estate and Lionheart transformation coaching when they were not busy facilitating transformational breakthroughs or brokering real estate dreams. They enjoy world travel and all the outdoor adventures and four seasons of Colorado and the Rocky Mountains. Oh, y'all live in a beautiful place for sure. So Christopher and Shelly are the proud parents of two now adult boys. So they would be called sons instead of boys, right? When they're adults, you start calling them sons. Yeah, they're always boys, always boys to us. Yeah. Oh, and they've got a grandson and then they've got a, a miniature dash hound named Cooper. Yeah, <laughs> so, Cooper. He's going to be in yeah. and out. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah he, he's he might be in and out. He's our only uh, child right now. <laughs> Both yeah. are lifelong students of mindset and transformation in pursuit of the highest levels of experience, growth, and contribution. So you're going to have to tell us, Shelley and Chris, how did you two get together? How did you find yourselves on a college campus, I'm sure, right, is what you said. College sweethearts, uh, right? <laughs> there's two versions of that story, Judy. <laughs> there's that you know there's there's my version you know where i woo her and um you know and and she falls in love with me and then there's (laughs) her version which one do you want well we met in the car on our way to a bible study group the the campus minister was making the drive around campus picking people up and um i was the first person and he was the second person and um yeah we we were friends in a very small group of college students um 
be, before we got married, but yeah. Yeah, I met in the, in the back seat of the <laughs> campus ministry's car. Um, I, I remember getting in the back seat and seeing this beautiful blonde hair, blue eyed, gorgeous smile. And I was, I was pretty much smitten. I think Shelly said- I couldn't get past his ugly sweater. Yeah, I was wearing a sweater and she, she thought I was a total dork, I guess. But. Oh, wow. So love at first sight for you, huh, Chris? Uh, absolutely. Yeah, it took some work. I had to work on Shelly and show her, show her that. But his smile was winning, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, wow. I don't know. I, I think it wasn't until, you know, like 15 years of marriage that she finally found that turquoise 80s sweater <laughs> and threw, well, threw it away, it. you know, now without me knowing. It. She threw it away, yeah. <laughs> Well, tell us more about the two of you, because you've you've got two sons, two grown sons and a grandson, right? You're at a different stage of life than when you first met and first started out. So yeah. tell us what was it besides the physical attraction and the ugly sweater, right? <laughs> tell us what was it that that um, that draw, drew you two together? To you know, date or to even get married. Yeah. Some people get married right away after they had met. So tell us a little bit more about that journey. Well, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? <clears throat> so yeah. uh, about 32 years of marriage wisdom now, looking back, mm -hmm. uh, what stands out to me is, wow, that, that, that was the beginning of um, a, a major part of our spiritual journey, mm -hmm. uh, get, getting in the backseat of the college minister's car. Um, we, um, uh, shortly after getting married, we, we actually traveled to Gainesville, Florida together to be part of a, a ministry. Um, yeah. So, well, it's funny because we both came from very different backgrounds and you don't know what you don't know. Right. At age right. You definitely um, don't know, especially at age 20. You don't know. Yeah. You I mean, we <laughs> thought, I think when we, when we both were getting into that car, we were both kind of at a, um, we were both hurting and looking for something at age 20. You know, we came from very different backgrounds and, um, I do believe that that was a great foundation for us though. We were part of a very traditional church, although neither one of us was raised that we had, my parents were, I had a very pretty stable home, grew up in the same home my entire life. Chris had seven stepfathers and, um, but both of us had a lot of, um, we were looking for our own personal journey, like just seeking something, you know, at that age, you're seeking something. Yeah. And I think that beginning did give us a very solid foundation. Yeah. Spiritually though, because we kind of started with common common core values. Yes. That we have adhered to those common core values throughout our journey and that we keep coming back to. We're not in the same place spiritually. Um I mean we're together in the same place spiritually, but very different from where we where we began. That's interesting. I would really be very curious about because there's so many couples that get together and one grows. And, and like when you say you were in a different, uh, different place spiritually, but you're both together, you go back to your core values. 
um, can you can you share with us some of maybe the journey that you've been through? Yeah. But there's so many people that grow apart instead of together. But obviously, you two I, have grown yeah. together. <laughs> to well, be yeah, on the there screen, was some right? intentional. Like I, I remember, even a, I'll just say this, um, and then Chris take it away. But I do remember, you know, at different times, one of us would go, was kind of veering off this way, and like, wait, well, what are you studying? What are you doing? You know that I. For me, myself, anyway, I intentionally was like, ooh, he's going to leave me in the dust. I want to learn more about that. So I felt some separation going. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and and you you hit on a, a very important uh, piece of the puzzle here, which is core uh, core values. Shelly mentioned core values. And um, so if 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 to if i was to draw a diagram and shelly's been <laughs> using her hands uh, it looks it looks very much like that the core values are the trajectory and if and if it's going up it's a straight line going up those are the core the core values the core uh beliefs that um there is a power greater than us you know whether it be god uh universe energy the collective mm. um so that's a core value that that we believe. Um, another core value that we were taught very early on and that we adhere to was never ever bring up the D word when when you're in a fight. <laughs> Divorce is not is not an option. So core value. Um, and then in our personal development, our personal transformations. Yeah, we might be uh, studying different things and and it may look like and sometimes it feels like we're going out away from each other but there's that core value that brings us back together mm -hmm. and so it it really looks like our relationship looks like this it's yeah just, and, and so i, I know that this like some folks are going to be yeah. just listening and so what you're you're demonstrating oh, right. is this ebb and flow right chris you're yeah. de yes. demonstrating an ebb and flow and a contraction and an expansion I right. think is what I think from that diagram, what you did with your hands well, there. Really, really uh, an expansion. And um, I wouldn't use the word contraction. We're actually expanding and then attracting. Oh, I love that. Yes. Yeah, expanding we're expanding and, and, and then attracting back to back together. So, you know, we're mm -hmm. expanding in our in our personal growth and transformation. Um, and then it's those core values that attracts us back together holds us together um it, for 32 years that's amazing because i had I, I i failed to say that i met the two of you when was it just a few weeks ago or a couple months ago yeah, and i just love yeah. the energy that you two have where uh chris and i are in the the same um mastermind program and so we've gotten to know each other and then then i just you you i can tell you too it's it's kind of like when you go to a social setting and mm -hmm. like for for example your your reunion your high school reunion and you see couples that have been together a long time you know which ones are happy and which ones are are like miserable with each other <laughs> but you too you have this i i noticed that right away when i uh had met you and talked with you and we sat at the same same table and learning at some of the same things it was i noticed something about the two of you there's there was some core uh you you two obviously nobody is um 
is has not gone through 32 years of marriage and not had some you know some times of challenges oh yeah there's some times some intense yeah (laughs) yes but what i'm hearing from the two of you just like allowing or even here's what i'm hearing is that there's an appreciation of each other's differences uh an appreciation of of the growth and that's that's what i'm hearing about when you say the contraction or not the contraction but the attraction the expanding the contraction and then you're coming together that is amazing i think one of the core values let me think about this that that has really stood out for for me is um i made a decision a long time ago that my spiritual journey was that i was responsible for my spiritual journey and he was responsible for his spiritual journey um and so whatever there's a lot of different um religions will use different languages right Mm -hmm. around um around behaviors (laughs) and um when we were both hurting it's really hard in a relationship to not take things personally Mm -hmm. but it's but um, making a decision that that's his journey. It's not about me. This is my journey. And this is about, you know, so, um, because I think it'll, it could have, it could have driven us apart. And so taking responsibility for our own growth. Mm, Yeah. Well, that is huge because so much in certain theologies or interpretations of scripture and, you know, the wife's supposed to be submissive and let the husband lead and, and or feeling responsible for the other's spiritual um, destination or journey. It's just like, that's, how did you get to that point? I'm curious, Shelly, how did you get to that point where I know I'm responsible for me, Chris is responsible for himself. Was it, was there something that happened in your life that was that aha moment? Um, that's a great question. I think there's just been different women that have influenced me along my journey that I'm super grateful for that kept driving me back to that. Mm -hmm. Um, I do think that, and you know, in our, my mom was a women's liber. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, so I did hear different things along the way and was raised, you know, to that, um, beliefs that don't depend on a man, all of that, you know, and yet then I came into this very traditional Christian church (laughs) that (laughs) was um, completely the opposite, not depending on a man, but um, yeah, it's, I can't say it was any one thing, Judy. I just, um, yeah, it's been different women. And, and especially as I get to this point in my life, that is really striking a chord with me because now as an empty nester, having been primarily a stay-at-home mom, but really um, taking ownership of, okay, gosh, now I'm a, I'm a, I'm a woman in her fifties. I want to, what do I want to do in this chapter now? Mm. Yeah, and so that's probably why I'm using that dialogue. <laughs> I love that. Love that. So she changed the dance then, didn't she, Chris? And when I say the dance of your relationship, that we're talking about relationship patterns, right? We have expectations, whether they're conscious or subconscious, 
but uh, yeah, it, it gives some feedback on on your end what that was like. <laughs> yeah, when you when you said she changed the dance, um, there was there was you know it, and to Shelley's point, it didn't happen like one day, boom, right? But um, but one day, yeah, I woke up and and uh, she's no longer the the uh, the nurturer. Um, you know, I'm no longer this 21 year old that that you know, still misses my mom yeah. and, and maybe seeking some of that nurturing from Shelly. Uh, instead, she's a grown woman. I'm a grown man. Mm. And, um, and now we, um, you know, we, we've matured as, as individuals mm. and we take responsibility for, for our own personal, uh, development. And, um, we take responsibility for, I take responsibility for the meaning that I choose to give the experiences that I have. Wow. Uh, that that is so well said. Actually, Chris, yeah. what you just said is the kind of thing I talk about in my counseling sessions with couples that I work with, because yes, what worked in childhood doesn't work in adulthood, in adult relationships, but and then, you know, coming together when you're in your early 20s, even, and your brain's not totally online until your mid-20s, wow. but having these aha moments, if they're not aha moments, maybe these aha journey, right, you, you get more conscious. So yeah. you you explain that beautifully. Yeah, that, and, that's... I, and Judy, I would just, and the last piece that I would add to that is now that we, um, and we actually made a decision our 30th anniversary, like, are we going to spend the rest of, do we want to spend the rest of our life together? Mm. Like, like, you know, there's, there's no, we're not stuck here. Like, like we, we can decide either we want to be together for the rest of our life or, or we don't. And that was um, a little bit scary. Like we really took the time for that to sink in individually and we're kind of at a stale moment. And we had talked about renewing our vows and then we realized, huh, not really into like, I don't know. We both were feeling really kind of just, at least I, I was feeling kind of stuck. And I think that um, asking that question freed us up to being present in the now. And it was more about um, really deepening in our deepening our authenticity with one another right and, and creating and, that and showing for, back up as individuals uh -huh. that now it's a decision to co-create together oh and, wow and so now we approach uh life um either with a hell yes or a hell no <laughs> um and if it aligns with what we want to experience what we want to create together in our experiences, how we want to grow and how we want to contribute. If it's a hell yes and aligns with that, that's what we move forward together with. Wow. I, this is really great. I so appreciate you sharing because so many people like they experience the doubts and they're not allowing themselves to, to explore that. I do know of some healthy couples that ask themselves that every year. Why am I married? Why are we together? And it's that's a healthy thing to do because then you don't get stuck and you do have choices. But then 
What a beautiful thing. Thank you so much for sharing that, Chris, because obviously then there's this, this renewed commitment, this renewed uh, growth. Like, yeah, what worked before may not be working now <laughs> and how, how to change that, but not, not together for obligation, but really asking those soul searching questions that you two have allowed yourself to do with each other. That sounds so what I call a therapist term is sounds so emotionally safe, <laughs> just to be showing mm -hmm. up and being real with each other. Mm -hmm. By the way, <laughs> I'm going to ask you a therapist question. <laughs> Were there therapists that, that entered into your life? How did you figure this out where you are at this stage? I mean, or any stage, like how did you go through those stages? That's a like, great question. Yeah. You want me to answer first? Sure, go for it. Because I had a lot of therapy. <laughs> yeah, you know what? Uh, therapy doesn't have to be a bad word. No, no it's no, not a bad word. No, not, no, not at all. Thank God. I think, I think seeking outside help in any shape of is great. Yeah. <laughs> to ask for help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, thank God for therapy. Um, and in general, um, just a number of advisors, oh. you know, um, and, and today I tell people I have, I have a spiritual advisor. I have a financial advisor. Um, I have, um, I have a business coach. Um, I have a mindset coach, you know? And so, yeah, it's, I know that it's taken a tribe to, to raise me, um, and, and for me to continue to transform and grow it, I definitely, uh, have received a lot of help along the way. Wow. I do think that we've had, um, I would say there were, there was a time when I, I can't say it was the best of therapists though, either, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, and it's, and that can put you in a frustrated, frustrated because you're asking for help and it's not, you know, really seeking out. I think, again, that's taking ownership for someone else telling me we'll do this. And I'm like, it doesn't sit right with me, right? Mm -hmm. Some of the advice. And um, yeah, so I feel like, again, asking for help, but really looking for the finding the right. There's so many different modalities to get there help. Are. And would you, would you say that that's probably a big shift for you was getting to the point, realizing at some point that um, your power is in here um, and and it's not necessarily something that a therapist can give you, but they can maybe facilitate you discovering that power that's within you. Was that a big shift? Um, well, yeah, that was through more more coaching yeah. than therapy, but um yes i mean having in order to there's been lots of questions that have come up for us in the 32 years of marriage and then the idea of spending a lifetime with someone <laughs> if you're committed to to a having a life partner um monogamy um you know there's all these different ways of being in partnership with one another and these are all different aspects of a partnership right and what do you want to weave together 
And so my idea of that has really evolved and changed to be able to, I love the, the fact you said the other question, the other couple said they do it every year. And that's probably something that, yeah, I mean, to stay, to stay authentic and be in a partnership. Um, I think that's, it's a process, it's an ongoing process because there's health issues that come up and changing there's financial things. There's, you know, stuff with our children, all kinds of things that throw us curves. And so, um, that's true, you know, and there is absolutely no way a 20, 22 year old can, can even ask these kind of questions. And no, it is, you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> yeah, you don't know what you don't know. I do want to go back to something that you said, Shelly, and, and you're right, Chris, we need to take ownership of, of our own growth. And it it's common. I think there's even some statistics that it takes about five tries to find the right therapist that really fits with you. So it's not unusual. So if you are, those that are listening, if you're looking for a therapist and, and that hasn't been a good match for whatever reason, keep looking because you're so worth it. Yes. And, and if it is a therapist or if it is a coach, you want to align yourself. I love it, Chris, that you take, you have so many people. It takes a village. Yes. And it takes a village to really have a, a great and growing resilient marriage. So I think this is beautiful that both of you brought that out. So, so I, I have some other questions unless something else is bubbling up in the two of you that you want to share. Go for it. Okay. So, so a uh, couple things I could go in the direction here, because in my opinion, raising kids, especially raising teenagers, I don't know how close your boys are in age or your sons, I should say, your adult sons. <laughs> but uh, tell us tell us about what you believe is the most challenging time of a marriage and how you got through it. Wow. Well, let's see. <laughs> Do you want me to take that we one? We probably have, will have very different answers. Go ahead. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Gosh, the most challenging time for me, man, was just uh, finding me, mm. finding me and, and loving me. I mean, I, I just, again, hindsight's 2020. Uh -huh. I just recently, this was so profound during, a, a, I was receiving coaching. And my coach brought up this idea that until you lose yourself um, or when you lose yourself, you can connect with something greater than mm. yourself. Um, and so the hardest part for me was the journey of, of really understanding myself and loving myself. Mm. Um, but because before I could love myself, the ways that I thought I was loving my kids and my wife, which was a workaholic. Um, so grinding, working really, really hard to provide for them. Um, and, and that was to me, I, I thought this is how I'm expressing love. Mm -hmm. And don't, don't you see that this is how I love you and the kids. 
and and Shelly and the kids, they just wanted me present. Mm. And um, so what was the so so the insight I just got recently was that um, I can't love somebody else until I love myself. And and all of those things that I was doing was really for myself. So so I wasn't really doing those things because I I loved my wife and my kids. I was doing those things to to try to love myself, to try to feel good about myself, to uh, to feel good enough, mm-hmm. uh, to feel like I was doing enough because I didn't love myself. I know you walk in the light. Oh, I'm sorry. You You walk in the light with what you're given, you know? And and so, so I really want to give folks hope. And I think those are raising kids and really identify with exactly what you're saying, Chris, and that's going on in your marriage right now. You can realize you're, you're, there is more to you. (laughs) And yeah, it'd be nice to have the wisdom of a couple decades from now. But realizing uh, it's so important, isn't it, to really pay attention to to what your wife might be saying to you at the time. Honey, we need you at home. But you go ahead and uh, share, Shelly, share with your perspective what, yeah. Oh, I I mean, I we got married so young. You said what stage of life or what um, with our children was the most challenging and how did we get get through it? I mean, we got married. We were we were still trying to establish ourselves financially as twenty-year-olds. Mm-hmm. We had our first son when when let's see, I was twenty-four, and then our next son three years later. They're three years apart. So, um, and we took literally we we moved. I don't even know how many times the first ten years of our marriage. I, we, my, I actually had to write it down recently for my son because he's like trying to get an understanding. Um, but yeah, it, getting married very young is very different than getting married in your and having starting a family in your thirties, right? So there was that. Mm-hmm. So I definitely do think that trying to him trying to get established and neither one of us knew our knew really knew ourselves, right? Um, so, um getting through it i think i i for myself as a woman i had a lot of great female friendships i relied on the other women in my life a Mm -hmm. lot raising raising kids i think we can feel like we're isolated and um that definitely helped me a, a lot as a young mom i think that having a community there's so many families that are not living near their families, mm-hmm. near their respect. And they, so they, they don't have a hard time asking for help. And I had a great support system in that. I mean, we were in a, a babysitting co-op with, we, with really great trusted friends, things like that, that I, you know. Community. Community, community was so important. We didn't have our respective community. So we've always, we've moved around a lot. And so we've always created been intentional about Mm -hmm. creating community. Mm -hmm. That is huge. And I really want folks to pay attention to that because in my book, I do talk about John Gottman's four horsemen of the apocalypse, the, the four horsemen that are the, the, the ones that destroy 
marriages, but I really think there's five. So mm. there's, there's accusation, there's defensiveness, mm. there's contempt and stonewalling. I could go into details, but I don't want to right now, but isolation, I think is definitely mm-hmm. a, a, a killer of relationships. And you've got to, well, I think it's beautiful that you did, Shelly, you had, you had a great su- support system, other girlfriends, and, and you demonstrated that. So that to me, I think is a an, uh, wonderful thing that you maybe didn't even know was such a nurturing thing for your marriage. I think it's it it's really remarkable. Mm-hmm. But but so many times, especially when folks are going through really challenging times in their marriages, and then there's shame or guilt or uh, and and they isolate themselves. Mm-hmm. But there's there's so much messiness in life anyway. And if we could just be open and normalize that human struggle. I think is, yeah. is pretty profound. I mean, you know, of course you're going to go through these things because it's taken you and brought you to where you are now. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, what a gift though, Shelly and Chris, that I believe you're giving your grown sons and their families that you're giving them this, your, your own life, you're growing. You're not the same people <laughs> when you, you were raising them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very different. Yeah. 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 What's it like being a grand grandparent? You got grandpa your grandparents to one um, grandson. Yeah. 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 It's it's amazing. Um, of course, we'd love to have more time with the grandson. Really looking forward to our trip to Florida. Um and yeah, getting that time with, with the grandson. But um uh, I I'll just real quick, I'll say maybe one of the most rewarding parts of being a grandfather is um having my son (laughs) say things to me like oh dad i finally get it i'm so sorry i acted this way or that way (laughs) or or oh my god i know you told me so many times but now i get it that's (laughs) the most rewarding part for me (laughs) of being a grandfather i think the pendulum always swings though is a parent I was having a conversation with one of my girlfriends about this, that, um, you know, we're, as we're coming to terms with things that in our, in our relationships currently, because we were in the generation now, like our parents, our parents are older and we're starting to help Chris's mom move into a, you know, an assisted living facility. And there's things that you go through that you don't realize until you're at that stage of life. Right. Mm. And, and, but as we were growing up as young parents, we're like, oh, I don't, I hated it when my mother did this, or I hated Mm. this, you know? And so then we almost go to the opposite end of the spectrum. And so as a, now as a, as a, as a mom and my son has a kid and, and, and of course my relationship with my, the women in my son's lives, my, my daughter-in-law, um, I, I want so much to let them have their own experience mm-hmm. and to not be judgmental of how they're doing it mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, it's going to, it's going to be their experience and it's beautiful. And that, so as a, as this stage of our lives as grandparents, it's so wonderful to get to just let go and mm-hmm. just, just be, just enjoy them. Yes. Because their journey is going to be their journey. Yes. However it plays out. um, I'm learning how to have just to be supportive and have um, 
not detachment, but non-attachment in that process. Because I do like, work. I worry. Of course you worry. But then, yeah. you know, I'm trying to like just go <laughs> with that. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Letting them be who they are, right? Knowing what's yours and knowing what's theirs. That's that's really beautifully said. So uh, uh, two more things. I know I need to let you go because I don't want to keep you too long. Y'all have been so gracious with your time. What What is one one piece of advice that you would give to a couple who who is in the midst of of those challenges whether it's they're raising their kids or or whatever what uh what would you tell them judy i don't, I don't know this is the first thing that popped in my head what doesn't kill you makes you stronger <laughs> <laughs> um, that's good I, that's good Chris. you know um i i have been transformed <laughs> from you know very young childhood tragedy to to triumph from the grind to grace and ease um to from stress to to flow uh and 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 i experienced that in you know in my life in my relationships um but i know looking back on 32 years of marriage that some of the most difficult times um were were the you know uh the the, the friction that created the diamond in our mm. relationship that um you know yeah it's it's all of it that that um makes our relationship rich and and strong um and so if you're in the midst of it it's the crucible <laughs> um you know it will pass over what's coming is going um you you can get through it and you will be stronger on the other side of it that is beautiful and to surround yourself with a with a village right <laughs> yeah community community is community. so is so important yeah and don't do it alone don't that's right wow that's powerful Shelly, any closing words for you yeah i was just thinking about um lately the the last few years what i've really held to is um is what i'm experiencing coming from a place of love am i am i feeling like i'm in a place of love mm -hmm. or am i feeling in a in a place of fear mm -hmm. and i guess that you know and look really looking at i want so much anything that's coming from a place of fear or i guess in um you know, a lot of people would say a primal you're being in a primal primal state mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, you're afraid is not going to produce the outcome that i want and um so anymore just whatever my viewpoint is in my in relationship to my children my husband the situation mm. just trying to come from a place of love mm. and making making a decision making a decision over and over again because it sounds it can sound like an over oversimplification you know if there's been a lot of a lot of pain um and things that will make us feel afraid you know and get caught up in the story of it's always been this way or this is whatever you know you can have those in especially as life goes on and you have those um you can get stuck in a habit of how you're relating to one another mm. or whatever. If one person is makes the decision, hopefully both will, but 
you can change the pattern just by deciding to come from a place of love. Mm-hmm. It forces the other person to (laughs) respond differently, right? Yes, it's going to change the dance. It'll change that energy in between that relationship. You two, it has been really such an honor to meet with you because this is this is so awesome that I, I, I mean, some of the things you're talking about here, I'm just hearing you're really appreciating the the growth, the human journey of growth and transformation and knowing that there is a purpose to the pain and the narrative of that makes a huge difference that is uh, so so valuable so how can folks if they want to know more about you too and how can they get in touch with you well judy i'll send you some some links um but um you you know that i have uh um been working um, with David Bayer and the phenomenal uh, methodology yes. um, that he that he teaches, I'm now a uh, certified um, transformative mindset coach, and um, I offer a free 90 minute strategy session. And I'll send you the link uh, if anybody that is interested in getting on a call, um, having a conversation really taking a a look at um, where you're at, where you want to be and identifying what's getting in the way and uh, really starting uh, immediately, even in that free strategy session, um, laying some foundation for transformation because transformation can happen in an instant. It can happen in a moment. As, As soon as we recognize a limiting belief and we can end up, we can uh, turn that around and create an empowering belief and start stacking evidence. Transformation begins. That's great. Yeah, all of this will be in the show notes about how to get in touch with you. But I so appreciate you too. It is like I said, it's just been very inspiring, and I know that you all are giving hope to others that you encounter. But I, you know, there's there's nothing that takes a place of 32 years of marriage and being on the other side, at least today, that's wonderful yeah. smiles on your faces. <laughs> and, and, and it's, I'm just, it's like, definitely you're living your transformation. There's no doubt. And that is so uh, that a beautiful, beautiful testimony. So thank you so much for being here. Yeah. Thank, thank you. you Judy. Thank you for having us. Appreciate you okay. so much. Appreciate Looking forward to seeing doing. you. Uh, yeah. Right? Okay. We're coming Bye-bye. to Colorado Springs. Absolutely. Bye-bye. Didn't you just enjoy this conversation with Chris and Shelly? They show us what's possible in our lifelong partnerships, which includes growth and connection. Here's a few of my takeaways. Number one, it's so important to identify and remember your core values because your marriage will change. Number two, why it's so valuable to have a village to support you and your relationship. Make sure that you surround yourself with healthy friendships and include coaching or therapy. And number three, it's okay to ask, why did we get married in the first place? And do we still want to be together? Although it may be scary, it could lead to more commitment and connection together. What stood out to you? Share your takeaways by going to betterrelationshipsbetterlife.com. Next week, we'll talk with Karen McMahon, 
who is a divorce coach. Yes, we're going to address the D word. She helps us journey beyond divorce and into a better life. Until then, feel free to share, subscribe, rate, and comment in the streaming platform of your choice. See you next time.